versus Cardo. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 48 of the Nigeria Football Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Olu Oke. And today we're back to the regular schedule of the episodes. Um, basically, international football is over and club football reigns supreme from now on. Um, the Africa Cup of Nations just ended yesterday with Senegal winning um, 4-2 on penalties after drawing 0-0 over Egypt. Sadio Mane redeemed himself after missing an early penalty by scoring the winning penalty to win Senegal their first ever continental title at any level. So shout out to Senegal. Um, but also this weekend, um, majority of club football was back in action, um, whether that is majority of the top five leagues or the FA Cup in England. Um, there was a bit of a winter break in certain regions, um, but basically we're back to normal on the pod. So as, as usual, I'll be going through the top five leagues before touching on all the remaining leagues in Europe that involve our Super Eagles players. Um, without any further ado, let's get into it. Um, so in the Premier League, it was all FA Cup games this weekend. Um, the Leicester boys, Kelechi Anacho with Fred Ndidi and Edimola Lukman, they all started on Sunday for Leicester um, as they got knocked out of the FA Cup by Nottingham Forest. Uh, they actually lost 4-1, which was pretty brutal. Although Kelechi Anacho did score Leicester's solitary goal in the first half after they were 3-0 down. So Nottingham Forest have now knocked out Arsenal in the third round and also knocked out Leicester City in the fourth round. So fair play to them. Um, in terms of Premier League action, Premier League is back tomorrow. I'm recording this on Monday. So from tomorrow, Tuesday night, where we've got Prem games on. Leicester City are going straight to Anfield on Thursday. So it's not looking good for them. I mean, we know how, how good Liverpool are at the moment. And you like to think that Mane and at least Salah should be back for that game. We'll see what happens there. Um, so after that game, Leicester then have to play West Ham United at home on Sunday. So two very tough fixtures against teams that are currently occupying the top five spots in the Prem. Uh, moving on to Brentford. Frank Rijeka was no new sub in the FA Cup this weekend um, in as they lost 4-1 at Goodison Park to Everton. Uh, it was Frank Lampard's first game in charge of Everton. And it's safe to say they put on a show for their new manager. You know, they call it the new manager bounce. And that's exactly what we saw in this situation. Um, it doesn't get any easier for Brentford. Next up for them, they go away to Man City uh, on Wednesday night. And then on Saturday, they play Crystal Palace at home. They've been stuttering lately in the Prem. So I'm sure they would like to at least get one or two points on the board from these two games. Probably more likely against Crystal Palace. But hey, you never know. Um, and hopefully we'll see Frank Rijeka back in the starting lineup or at least getting minutes off the bench. As for Alex Wobie of Everton, um, he only came on in the 88th minute of the 4-1 win against Brentford in the FA Cup game. However, he still managed to get an assist for Andros Townsend, um, a nice back heel flick. And Andros Townsend did what he did, what he does best with his left foot, smacked into the bottom right corner um, of the post. Um, next up, Everton, they go to Newcastle away tomorrow night. Um, so if I was a betting man, I think Everton have the minerals to win this game. They've gone 
they've seen the the worst part of the injury crisis leave. Calvin Lewin should be fit. Richarlison's playing well, and they've got Deli Ali and Donny Van de Beek who are yet to make their debuts. So they'll probably both play tomorrow against Newcastle. Um, even though Newcastle have made some reinforcements, um, you still like to think the new manager bounce would sway things in the way of Everton. But it's the Barclays Prem. You just never know. Um, and then on Saturday, Everton play Leeds United at home at Goodison Park. So two very tasty ties there for Alex Iwobi and the Everton lads. Um, finally, Watford, um, their Nigerian contingent seems to grow with every single passing transfer window. They signed Samokalu from Bordeaux. I think the fee was less than £1 million, pounds, um, but he's yet to make his debut for them. Um, they played in the only Premier League game over the weekend, so their game against Burnley away was rescheduled. It'd been rescheduled once, twice already, actually. Um, so it was paramount that this game went ahead. It was what you call a classic relegation six-pointer. Watford were 19th and Burnley are 20th. Um, the game ended nil-nil. Emmanuel Dennis was suspended for this game and Trust Ekong was on the bench. Um, so what this means now is what for the 18th, they're level on points in Newcastle, but they just have a slightly better goal difference. Um, next up for them in the Prem, though, they go to West Ham United away tomorrow night on Tuesday and then they play Brighton at home on Saturday. Um, they've also got a new manager, Roy Hodgson, since the last episode of the podcast. So We'll see how they get on. I, um, I find it hard to see if they how they're going to win either of those games, but you just never know with Watford. Um, hopefully, Mano Dennis' head is now clear after the whole AFCON debacle. You could argue there was no real reason why Watford kept him, considering he got a red card and didn't score any goals. But hey, I guess karma is a bitch, as they say. Um, anyway, that's it in terms of our players in the Prem. Um, general Premier League roundup. Um, the fixtures happening over the midweek. Um, we'll see West Ham play Watford, as I just mentioned, with um, Dennis and Co. involved in that one. Maybe we'll see someone Kalu make his debut. Newcastle play Everton at home on Tuesday as well. And then Burnley play Manchester United in 8pm kickoff uh, UK time. So that should be an interesting game. Burnley are desperate. They need a win. They've only won one game all season. So if they're going to give themselves a fighting chance of staying in the Prem, they're going to need to start putting some numbers on the board points wise and then on Wednesday Norwich play Crystal Palace at home Tottenham play Southampton at home Manchester City play Brentford where we'll like to see Frank can play some games and Aston Villa play Leeds United with Aston Villa being the home team so it's at Villa Park and then on Thursday we've got two other Premier League fixtures Liverpool versus Leicester as I mentioned earlier and then Wolves play Arsenal at home at the Molyneux Stadium after the midweek fixtures we've also got Premier League fixtures over the weekend so on Saturday, Manchester United and Southampton will play each other in the early kickoff at 12.30. And then Brentford play Crystal Palace at home. Everton play Leeds United at home in one of the 3 p.m. kickoffs. And Watford play Brighton in one of the 3 p.m. kickoffs. The 5.30 game involves Norwich at home to Manchester City. Um, and then on Sunday, we've got three games at 2 p.m. UK time. Burnley play Liverpool at home. Newcastle United play Aston Villa at home. Tottenham will be hosting Wolverhampton at 2 p.m. And then Leicester play West Ham United in the 4.30 p.m. kickoff in the Prem. So that's it for England. And then moving on to Syria. I mean, I was very, very happy watching football yesterday because our superstar himself, Victor Osime, made his first start in Syria since the 21st of November away. He fractured his cheekbone away against Inter Milan. 
um, in a 2-0 win over Venezia yesterday. And he actually broke the deadlock in the 59th minute with what can, what can only be described as an incredible header. I mean, great cross, to be fair. I think it was Politano. I know Simad just headed the ball towards the other side of the goal. So it was on the left, and he headed it to the right. And it was just a fantastic goal. There was nothing the goalkeeper could do about it. And now they just sit one point off the top against Inter Milan. Ironically, guess who Napoli play next? On Saturday, 5 p.m. at home, Napoli will be hosting Inter Milan. So second versus first against the league leaders who Osima also fractured his cheekbone against. So you could say that it's written in the stars for Victor Osima to have a great performance. So hopefully Napoli could get the better of Inter Milan and go top of Syria. I must mention Inter Milan do have a game in hand on Napoli. But if Napoli want to reassert themselves in the way they started the league where they won their first eight games, it's definitely a must-win game against the Nerazzurri. Um, moving on to Venezia, who lost the game to Napoli. Both David Okereke and Tarani Buihi started the game. Um, Tarani Buihi had an injury scare, actually. He clashed with the ref. <laughs> so it was very, very bizarre. Um, so him and the ref clashed heads and he had to get stitches on his head or at least his head had to get bandaged up. Um, and unfortunately, he got sent off in stoppage time after a VR, VAR check for a tackle. Next up for Venezia, they played Torino away. Ola and us, Torino, of course. They're currently 18th in Serie A, so they need to start putting numbers on the board. They've looked okay in certain games, but clearly they're in a relegation battle at the moment. Speaking of Ola and us, Torino, he was back in the squad over the weekend after his AFCON exploits. However, he was an new sub as they lost 2-0 away to Isaac's successes, Udinese. Um, so, hopefully, we'll see him back in the starting lineup when they play Venezia at home on Saturday. Speaking of Isaac's success, he did start the game, the 2-0 win against Torino. He came off after, I think, 70 minutes. No goals or assists, but I like to think he had a decent showing. Next up for them, they play Verona away on Sunday. So, that's going to be a tough, tough fixture. They currently sit 15th in the league. Um, and then finally, Salernitana, bottom of the league. Siminoako and Joe B did not play in their game earlier today on Monday night. They're still bottom, nine points of safety. They drew 2-2 at home to Spezia. And next up for them, they played Genoa away. Although now they've got Nani in their team. Um, so you like to think that could help in terms of their creativity a little bit. And I know they also signed another striker. I'm trying to remember his name. It'll come back to me later. But anyway, that's it in terms of our Syria um, contingent. Moving on to the Bundesliga, and Taiwo Awani's Union Berlin continue to fly high. They're currently fourth in the Bundesliga, so that means they occupy one of the Champions League spots at the moment. This is despite losing 2-0 away to Allberg on Saturday. Taiwo Awani played 75 minutes, but he couldn't get on the score sheet, unfortunately. And it doesn't get any easier for them over the weekend. They will be playing Borussia Dortmund at home on Sunday. So Erling Haaland will be bringing his talents to town. Um, Dortmund have also announced that they're going to sign Niklas Sule from Bayern Munich in the summer. So that was an interesting move. It's nice to see Dortmund take a Bayern player for a change. Usually it's the other way around. Kevin Akboguma and Hoffenheim, he's been injured for their last two games, including their 2-0 loss away to Mainz on Saturday. Let's see if he's going to be fit for their next game, which is against Armelia Bielefeld at home on Sunday. And finally, in terms of Bundesliga contingent, Dixnabiama, who plays for Greta Furt, they are bottom last in the league. 12 points off safety. <laughs> Safe to say they're going straight down. 
Um, but anyway, he came on for the last 11 minutes of their latest game over the weekend, which is a 4-1 loss to Wolfsburg, who are actually in a bit of a relegation battle themselves. So it's not looking good for Greta Furt. And next up for them, they host Hertha Berlin at home on Saturday. Moving on to La Liga, um, it's nice. it was nice to see Samuel Chiquizzi get back into the starting lineup for Villarreal. He started in their 2-0 win away to Real Bestis over the weekend. So Villarreal are now sixth in the league, which is pretty good considering how they were hovering between 11th and 12th over the early parts of the season. They're now only three points off the Champions League places, which is fourth spots currently occupied by Barcelona. Um, but next up for them, they've got a very, very tasty tie. They host Real Madrid at El Madrigal on Saturday. So hopefully we'll see someone Chiquizzi start that game um, and continue his good form. As that Ushuala, Barcelona women's, she is backfiring again. During the last time when I was covering club games, she was injured, but she's back scoring. She's currently the top goal scorer in women's La Liga with 16 goals. To be fair, Barcelona have won all their games and they've scored over 100 goals already. So they're just killing the league. Um, she came on for their final 25 minutes in their last game on Sunday, which was a 7-0 win over Ibar. Unfortunately, she did not score, but I'm sure she will have many opportunities in their next set of games. They play Real Sociedad away on Wednesday night and they host and they go away to Atletico Bilbao on Sunday. Atletic Bilbao, excuse, I beg of you, excuse me. And then finally, in terms of the top five leagues, Moses Simons notes they're currently in 10th place. Um, he started seven, he played seven, seven minutes as they lost one nil away to Strasbourg um, on Sunday. Um, not the best outing for the team in general. Um, but next up for them, they've got Coupe de France round of 16 tie on Thursday at home to Bastia, who play in the second division. And then in Ligue 1, they, they host Reim at home on Sunday. So you like to think that Moses Simon will like to follow up his exploits from AFCON in that game. And then speaking of Lorient, Innocent Bonke made the move in the January window from Malmo in Sweden to Lorient. And he started his first league game for Lorient. And guess what? They won their first league R game in 15 matches on Sunday. They beat Lens 2-0 at home. Um, Terry Murphy also started the game on the left wing, played 75 minutes, and he hit the post. It was very unfortunate. Uh, meanwhile, Innocent Bonke was one of the more impressive performers in this game. So safe to say, whoever was doing the scouting at Lorient saw the vision, and long may Bonke continue his excellent work. At least it's great to see him in a top-five league. To be fair, though, Lorient in the relegation battle, they're currently 19th. So they need to start putting more points on the board. And it doesn't get any easier for them. On Sunday, they go away to Monaco. Um, so that's it in terms of our top five leagues um, for the weekend. You are now listening to the Nigeria Football Weekly Podcast. So moving on to the other leagues in Europe, starting with the Premier League and Portugal as usual. Zedou Salasi's Porto continue to fly high, top of the league, winning all their games. Even with Luis Diaz off to Liverpool, they've got other players who stepped up like Vitinho. He was back in the starting lineup um, over the weekend. They won 2-0 away to Aruca. Um, next up for them, though, they play second place for Lisbon. So that's going to be a big, big game on Friday night. Um, and you will expect Zedou Salasi to start that game as well. So moving to the Eredivisie, Cyril Dezes final, currently third. He came on off the bench yet again. He played the final 24 minutes on Sunday as they beat Marika Okui, Sparta Rotterdam 4-0. Next up for them, they play Walwick away on Sunday. So hopefully we'll see Dezas get some more minutes 
or maybe his team will even shock us and we'll see him get a start. Speaking of Madikar Okoye's Sparta Rotterdam, they're not having a very good second season back in the Dutch Eredivisie. They're currently 17th in an 18-team league. Um, they're six points off safety after their 4-0 loss on Sunday. And I heard Madikar Okoye was a bit shaky, so maybe mentally he just needs to get over what happened in AFCON. He's got a chance to redeem himself next weekend where they play Willem 2 um, at home on Sunday. So hopefully it will go well for Marikao Koye. Moving on to the Belgian League, Alassane Youssouf's Royal Antwerp. I think he's someone who needs to be in the Nigeria squad ASAP, considering our death of central midfield options. Um, but anyway, Royal Antwerp are second in the league. Um, they did play top of the league, Union Saint-Gilois, who just got promoted last season, and they lost 2-0 at home. So, you know, Saint-Julien are currently 10 points ahead of Royal Antwerp in their first season back in the top division in Belgium. How incredible is that? The guy who scored the brace, I've forgotten his name, but Brighton have signed him for the summer. So, they signed him in January and he's going to remain on loan and he'll move to Brighton in June. Um, but next up for Alessandro Yusuf Royal Antwerp, they play RFC Sarang away on Friday. So, hopefully, they can get back to winning ways in that one. And then Polonoachu's Genk. Polonoachu did not score over the weekend, but he did get an assist in a 2-0 win on Sunday against Soter Waregem. Um, next up for them, they play Louvain away on Wednesday, and then they play Standard Liège at home on Sunday night. So we'd like to think that Polonoachu should be able to get himself back in terms of scoring goals. Moving on to the Scottish Premiership, where we have all our Super Eagle boys at Rangers. Rangers got battered 3-0 on Wednesday in the Old Firm derby against Celtic. Um, Bassi and Aribo started the game with Leon Balogu coming on at halftime after it was already 3-0. Um, and then all three of them started over the weekend on Sunday as they redeemed themselves by thrashing hearts 5-0 at home. Um, so I really think Kevin Bassi should be in the squad as well. Um, hopefully we'll see what happens with that situation. But next up for them, they've got Hibernian at home on Wednesday in the league. And then on Saturday, they play in the Scottish FA Cup away to Anan Athletic, who are probably a team from the second division in Scotland. Moving on to the Turkish League, Anthony Noakame's Trabzon Sport continue to fly high. They're top of the league. He started yet again as they beat Kashimpasa 1-0 on Saturday. They're um, on top by nine points, so pretty healthy lead. Next up for them, they play in the Turkish Cup on Wednesday against Denis Lisper. Um, and then they play second place Konya Sport at home on Sunday. So if they could win that game, they will go 12 points ahead of their ops. I mean, that would be amazing. But if they lose, you know, Konya Sport will cut the deficit to six points and Konya Sport have a game in hand. So it's vital that they win this game. Um, and to be fair, I wouldn't bet against Traps on Sport. They've been that good this season. Moving on, Chidezi Awaziem's Alanya Spur. Safe to say, he probably made the right move going to Alanya Spur, even though he wasn't able to play in AFCON because of his injury. They currently sit in fourth place in the Turkish Super League. Um, he wasn't a new sub over the weekend, though, in their 1-1 draw at home to Galatasaray. Um, and next up for them, they're also in action in Turkish Cup against Adana Demispor, where Balotelli currently plays. That's on Thursday. And then on Sunday, they go away to Kashinpasa. Moving on to Bratosai Samuel at Fenerbahce. He started yet again as they lost 1-0 at home to Istanbul Basakşehir. Um, I think he's someone who, at least, you like to think the Nigerian scouts are looking at him or the coaches are at least aware of what he's doing. I reckon he could add something to the team in some form. Um, but anyway, next up for them, Turkish Cup game as well against Kasseri Spor. And then 
on Saturday, they go away to Gires and Sport in the Turkish League. And then finally, Super Eagles captain, Ahmed Musa, his team, Fatikar Gumru, currently 11th in the Super League. He did start their most recent game over the weekend, which was a 1-0 win over Yeni Malatyaspor. They're also in action in the Turkish Cup over this midweek. Um, tomorrow night, they play Konyaspor, second in the league in the Turkish Cup. And then they go away to Antalyaspor away on Sunday. There's so many Turkish teams with similar names, man. Sometimes it's so easy to make a mistake. Um, and then moving on to the Greek League, um, Henry Cruz Olympiakos. He came on for the final 24 minutes, which is what he's been doing all season, to be fair, in a 3-0 league win over Ionikos on Sunday. They've also got a cup fixture over the midweek. They play in the Greek Cup quarterfinal on Wednesday versus Panaitolikos. And then on Sunday, they play one of the big boys. They're at home against Ike Athens. So that should be a good game. And hopefully at least we'll see an Icarus start in the Greek Cup tie on Wednesday. In the Russian league, Chiria GK CSK Moscow, they're still on winter break until February 26th. So um, at the moment, they're just playing club friendlies. Um, so we'll monitor EDUK when his team get back into competitive action. Um, in the Czech Republic League, Peter Alaika, who was pretty impressive in our final game when we lost Tunisia. His Slavia Prague team lost 1-0 at home to Karvina, with Peter Alaika actually missing a penalty in the 66th minute after he came on as a 60th minute sub. So wasn't the best game for him at all. Um, they've also got a midweek cup game on Wednesday where they play their first rival, Sparta Prague, at home. And then on Sunday, they go away to Slovakko. Um, so they'll be looking to bounce back in the league. And finally, in terms of um, leagues we cover, in Cyprus, we saw Abdullah Shehu start on Sunday as Omonia Nicosia lost 2-0 at home to Ethnikos Achnas. I don't know what's happening to them. I think they're currently seventh in the league, even though they won the league last season. So I don't know what's happened. Francis Zor was yet another, was yet an a new sub again. Um, so I can understand Nigerians when they talk about Marika Akwe, but unfortunately, Marika Akwe is still the best we've got. Um, at least he plays games in the top league. But next up for Omonia, they play Aris Limassol on Wednesday, and then they play Apoel. Nicosia at home on Saturday in what should be a big derby game. In terms of Starboy of the Week, I mean, slim pickings to be fair, but it has to be Victor Sima. I mean, he, his first start since November 21st, Napoli needed the win because they're battling for Syria. Ever since he got injured and Koulibaly went to AFCON and Agrisa went to AFCON, Napoli have been struggling. They need the African players back ASAP. And in Osima's first start, in that for 2022, he goes and scores the goal that breaks the deadlock in the 59th minute in what was quite a cagey game. Um, so just kudos to Osime. I'm sure Napoli, Napoli fans everywhere um, must just be ecstatic that he's back fit and firing. And I just want to see him, if he could just stay fit from now to the end of the season so he could add to his goal tally because he's still only got six Serie A goals this season. Uh, meanwhile, you have the likes of Vlaovic and... Chiro Immobile, who are on 17. So we'll see Osime continue to just prove himself. And we also know he's got a tasty tie against Barcelona to look forward to in the Europa League um, knockout stages. So Osime's our star boy of the week. In terms of Nigerian news, the NFF announced earlier today that Austin Ogavon will remain in charge of the Super Eagles for our March World Cup qualifiers against Ghana for the doubleheader. 
with Emmanuel Amunike coming into the setup. I know we've been clamoring for Emmanuel Amunike to come into the team. Yes, he's not coming in as the main guy, but you have to hope that his experience and tactical nows and knowledge will, will be a great asset to the Super Eagles. Also, when you think about the playing career he had, he's the guy who scored the winning goal for Nigeria to win AFCON in 1994, scored both goals. He also scored the winning goal in the Olympic final against Argentina. I mean, this is a man for the big occasions. And just people being able to soak up his knowledge and what he could do um, must just be amazing for the Super Eagles. So we wish him and the team all the best. And then finally, just to end the podcast, in terms of the games to watch for the next week, Kelechi Anachan will fight in Didi's Leicester playing Liverpool away on Thursday. And then they also play West Ham at home on Sunday. I mean, um, and then Frank Rijeka's Brentford playing Manchester City away on Wednesday. That's going to be a tasty tie and a great test for Frank Rijeka. Zaydu Sanasi's Porto playing against Sporting Lisbon at home on Friday in the top of the table clash. That's going to be big. Obviously, Victor Simez Napoli playing Inter Milan on Saturday and another top of the table clash, which is very, very crucial, especially for Napoli's hopes. We've also got Samuel Chiquizzi's Villarreal in action against top of the league. Real Madrid, so that should be an interesting encounter. And then Tyra Wony will be looking to get back into the goals on Sunday when Union Berlin host Borussia Dortmund. Um, and that's it for this episode of the podcast. Please remember to continue to spread the word. Thanks for all the love. But this is really good numbers over the AFCON. Um, but it's nice to be back talking about club football as well, which was the primary motivation for making sure that we started this podcast so we could, you know, let people know how well our players are doing in all their various leagues. Please remember to follow us on our social media channels on Twitter at NFWPOD. Instagram is at Nigeria Football Weekly. Facebook.com slash Nigeria Football Weekly for the Facebook one. And our YouTube channel remains Nigeria Football Weekly as always. I've been your host, Oloke. Um, thanks again for listening and enjoy all the football over the coming week. Peace out.